What's going on, people? It's your boy, Corey. And my man, uh, Mr. Kirk. What's up? Welcome back to the Tomorrow Isle podcast, people. What will you do tomorrow? What will you do today to achieve your creative dreams? I'm Corey. That's Mr. Kirk. And we have a special guest back again, <laughs> Lawrence Seawater. That's right, people. Lawrence Seawater has made a return to give us this beautiful interview once again. What's going on, Lawrence? Gentlemen, how are we doing? It feels good to be back. It's like it was only a couple of days ago. It um it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like it was a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to my uh, memory. That's right. Yeah. Good news for uh, you listeners. We cleaned those bees out of our cords, so yeah. we should be you should be hearing all those dulcet tones. Yeah. Just fine. Sound like mur- murder hornets, but we're all good. <laughs> we're all good. Those were a thing. Those big ass, uh, big ass Japanese bees or whatever like that. I mean, they've been a thing for a while. Oh well, yeah, not- yeah, yeah. But they apparently found one in uh, on U.S. soil like not too long ago. It's like a couple months ago, but it was it was dead. It wasn't like it was you know declaring war on uh- <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know wouldn't be the strangest thing to happen this year. So whatever. I I for one welcome our new uh, murder hornet overlords. Yeah. <laughs> Just, what kind of what kind of world would that look like? <laughs> Just giant honeycombs <laughs> harvesting honey for to feed their larvae. Like, oh, just looks God. like looks like the bee movie. Oh, we're all just no. we're all just wearing shitty bee costumes. Oh, giant Gary B. Benson's everywhere. Or it'd be That's like the that episode of um, uh, Venture Brothers when they went. Oh to yeah, that, uh, like the monarch. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. They went to like Brisbee World or something. It's supposed to like be oh, Disney World. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bisbee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like in a busy bee. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. Something off brand. So, yeah. you know, Dictionary doesn't do anything about it. Either way. Easy, um, easy. <laughs> yeah, damn you, Dictionary. <laughs> oh, they're, they're always listening. They're always listening. Um, either way, we're back. We're here to do this interview. Yes, um, Dalt Wisney. Dalt Wisney. I like that. I'm going to start using that. Okay. Uh, be another persona that I take. Oh, God. Yeah. It's all fine. Right. Don't worry about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to connect with us and talk all things Dalt Wisney, uh, please hit us up on social media at Corey B. Talkin on Instagram and Twitter. That's C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-T-A-L-K-I-N. And you can also find us through Gmail. It's Corey B. Talking, spelled the same way as social medias at gmail.com. Please send all of your inquiries, suggestions, and desires about Corey's upcoming OnlyFans photo shoot to CoreyBTalking at gmail.com, and we will take them under consideration. Lawrence, where can, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Lawrence, spelled the traditional way, seawater. Spelled the way that anybody else would spell it. Does that mean? Or the same. <laughs> the old English way of the Lawrence old, old, old English way. And the same name oh, at no, Gmail. Um, if there's anything that you find that you might be interested in that I've posted, you can have it for free if you send me your address and I will Wait, ship it free? to you. For free. Yeah. I will ship it to you by PS. Shout out to yeah, the buddy. service. Yeah, okay. Cool. That's all right. I'm about to Screw get you, me, Louis so. DeJoy. Who's that? He's the postmaster that's shut down a bunch of uh, sites and uh, taken sorting machines. Basically, he's trying to run the post office into the ground. Hmm. He's a piece of shit. All right. Well. So, anyways. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyways. 
Hold Silly on. sounds are bleeding into the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Hey now. Whoa. <laughs> hey there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Corey B. talking. <laughs> Bye, hey there, <laughs> get my And we're ready hat. to get the let out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We got to get this. We got to get the sillies out before we actually get into serious talk. So Jesus. just let, let us do it. <laughs> Respect the creative process. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is this is this is what I do at least for like two hours a day before I actually do anything oh of importance. God. That's a new one. Ooh, I've got that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jesus. purge myself of all the stupid shit that goes through my head. Um, is, that, is that what's going on when you've got the door shut? And, that's I, and always, the loud music's that's, playing? And you're just making all these sounds? That's always what's going on, Kirk. It's if I put my ear up to the, the keyhole, I hear a boy. All my cartoon sounds and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, gotta get them out. All right. Just, I think just I wolf that. whistles. <laughs> I wish I could do those, but let me give me some time. Just blew out all anybody's that. headphones. Where's the foghorn? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Probably clipping like a bitch right now. <laughs> oh, I really hope sure. not, though. I hope not. I really, I okay. sincerely, guys, I hope we're not clipping out there because we want to give you fine, fine, fine content and quality, yeah. of course. Grade A, USDA beef. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got mean? one more silly sound oh. for you to intro, to help intro our guest. We got the foghorn. Oh god! It was like that an was... asthmatic foghorn <laughs> bringing Mister. Yeah, the fits. Yeah. yeah, that thing sounded sick. I'm like god the dinghy's damn. gonna crash anyway. Take it to the doctor. All right. Anyways, we've already we've already run the ship onto the rocks. All right, Mister Lawrence Seawater, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, Lawrence. How'd this all start, man? How'd you come to be? Where'd you come from? What's your name? Who do you know? What's going on with you? Well, Corey, when a mommy and a daddy love mm-hmm. each other very much, yeah, yeah, this magical thing happens. What do they do? It was a uh, hot summer. Oh, yeah. summer of uh, what? 80, 84 or whatever like that? Summer of love, baby. Oh, baby. That's right. Yeah, oh. 1992, summer oh, of love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> George Bush Sr. was president. <laughs> Pepsi Crystal was on the market. <laughs> Damn. Oof. I'm going to. Okay, guys, if you want to hear more about the summer of 92, <laughs> make sure you hit us up at. <laughs> God. All right. Or we'll be so, talking at gmail.com. Yeah, 1992. This man, Lawrence Seawater, was born to be an amazing artist. Go no. from there. That's no, your scene. What, that's your, no, that's no, your scene. Come on. We're going to cut up. it and we're going to reshoot it and I'm going to tell you what's what. So I would. Uh, but this is my I, show. We go do what I say. <laughs> no, I told you. you the only that. reason I came on here was to top Corey. That's my goal. That's right. why I agree. Well, let's see if you can do it, man. We, we got see time. If you can over, overthrow me. King of the podcast. He's going to be it. king. Come on. I'm ready for you. <laughs> Give it to uh, me. Oh, my Give God. Give it to me. Come this on. This is you, a you pretty easy. This is what we're getting right now. <laughs> I won again. <laughs> I am the king. <laughs> I rule this podcast. <laughs> Maybe we'll just leave that that advisory issue or that advisory episode up and never air any of this. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've we spent way too much time fucking around. All right, so for real this time, Mister Seawater, 
All right. I'll give it, you have the floor. Appreciate it. Um, I, w- I would describe myself as a jack of no trades is, is the yeah. best way I could <laughs> describe myself. You can't that, shit. Basically, <laughs> uh, that, that's exactly how I'd describe myself to anyone who asks because I uh-huh. have attempted numerous projects in different areas of the creative field over the last 10 years. And while they have been mostly enjoyable, I would say that most of them have ended not in the way that I have wanted them to. So we'll take it back 10 years when I uh, had, uh, this was, I want to say the first or second year of college that I decided I wanted to attempt to make a, a clothing brand, clothing line, whatever. Um, so we started there, you know, I came up with a name that I liked and a little graphic and I just, you know, I, I made things that I thought were neat. And the, the beginning of that was everything around the brand was very type focused, very text-based and Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, how other brands that have found success, maybe you could go in a, in a more text-based focused, if you have already created some sort of following or created some sort of, you know, buzz that you can kind of go to something that's more simplistic, but right. My my strengths are, are not in you know uh, graphic design. I, I like to doodle, like to stupid stuff, like to draw just you know everyday you know a cheeseburger or a, a plant or you know like stupid stuff. If you look at my notes from college, it's about fifteen uh, percent notes and sixty percent doodles, and the rest is just who who knows. But that's that's not my strong suit. But it, no you know and. <laughs> no one will ever know. They've been burned. Um, yes, but 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 starting there was uh, you know kind of my jumping off point. I'd say into the creative world in, in respect to trying to do something with it professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like I said, coming coming into that with a market that's so saturated with obviously just thinking in a local sense of people who are trying to create a clothing line or create a clothing brand that the the goal or desire or need to set yourself apart um i mean that's got to be in the forefront of your mind and thinking about you know trying to create some sort of social media presence to get right. the word out there as opposed to just saying hey man you know you, i know you just <laughs> spent all your money that you got for the semester but could you drop me like 20 bucks for a t-shirt that i made and i want you to wear even though you might not like it right um <laughs> and i think that's kind of it probably jives with a lot of people's start in the creative field is like, you know, you draw something and you kind of pose it to your friends and family and maybe your friends and family be like, oh, I love that. Can I, you know, have it? Can I give you some money towards it? But when you're trying to make something bigger than your immediate circle, that that's not really the way, I guess, to grow yourself and, and you know, attempt to pay some bills, whether it's all the bills or anything. So that's kind of the, the humble beginnings and, and have moved into different avenues and different ventures since then. Yeah. Trying to find like that hype beast to kind of get yourself off the ground. Uh, It's definitely, I mean, I'm sure it's tough. And and that's, and and that's the thing I also think about like now I could, I could say 10 years ago, like I remember three years into it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the Supreme logo. I'm going to do the red box with the white writing, you know, Futura font, and if anybody hassles me, I'm going to say, no, this is Barbara Kruger, man. This is the artist that they stole 
they stole their, you know, white on red logo from. Yeah. And very well knowing that I didn't get it from Barbara Kruger. No, I know a little bit more about the origin <laughs> of the logo, but you know what I mean? And, and thinking about it that way and people liked it. But once again, that's not my design. That's not something I came up with. That's just a rip of somebody else. So like trying to create a hype that's not solely focused on the hype beast, but you know, allows me to have some of my own creative desires be, be shown within in the product. So I think that aspect of it is tough staying true to your own, you know, your goal or what your platform is or your, uh, you know, demographic that you're aiming towards because when the going gets tough and you're like, well, damn, I, I sold three t-shirts and they were to my parents and, you know, <laughs> some random guy at school that it's kind of like demoralizing. And then it almost is the pressure of, well, maybe I should conform to what the bigger brands are doing or what the, you know, the people who are finding success, try to, whether it's mimicking or just overhauling your own creative process. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, that's a, I got a, I got a shout out, uh, FC Dorsum, which you turned me on to. And, uh, Overmind is another, another good, like, brand where it, it really seems like they're just kind of producing things that they think are interesting. And they've managed the two of them to find enough of a following that they can keep releasing stuff kind of in that vein. Like, I think Overmind released a shirt that was, uh, an eagle with like lightning behind it fighting a corgi for some reason. <laughs> and it's like completely out of step with things that they've released in the past. Like I have some of their stuff that's got like this six eyed wolf on it. And I was kind of oh, surprised that, oh, to see. Guys. Yeah. It's those guys. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to see the, the Corgi fighting the Eagle, but I mean, enough people bought it that they're, they're still releasing stuff. So yeah. I don't know, I guess for every like anti-social social club, there's got to be about 10,000 brands that, have a similar model that just, you know, maybe have a much smaller following or just never kind of get out of the the starting gate. Right. So uh, it's, a, it's a funky market for sure. Yeah. It's it kind of weird. It is weird. And I think that's, it's like that hope that, you know, somebody, somebody big sees it or somebody with, you know, even if, even if you have like a zero following or, you know, a minimal following and someone with even you know a thousand followers sees it and talks about it like that kind of train of wow this person saw it and this person liked it and that kind of like you have to almost hope to be not viral but you know what i mean seeing someone with some sort of presence on online acknowledges what you uh what you've put out but thinking about fc dorsum and i don't know much about overbind i know the shirt you're speaking of um but they the, those guys they they put out i want to say they like they put out soccer jerseys. They kind of, you know, pose as a soccer team, which is fantastic. Love the moth logo, um, but they were putting stuff out kind of consistently, and then they kind of dropped off. And they, when they came back and said, you know, we've been working on this for for a period of time. You know, we've been gone for extended time because of whatever reason. That they were like, whatever. We know what we're going to put out is cool. We know what we're going to put out is appeals to our following that they just did it you know they didn't feel pressured to rush to get things done within a, a season or you know a period of time that we're going to do a drop every month or we're going to do a drop every spring summer fall winter like the bigger the bigger um brands do that they they're kind of just running at their own pace and i think that i would probably categorize them as guys who are working a nine to five and this is like a passion project you know what i mean like i don't yeah. think 
there at the point yet. I would love if if I was wrong that they're at the point where they can you know sustain themselves with what they're doing. But I think it's like you know I'm a busy professional in the non-creative world. I still have this drive to do something in the creative field, but it has to kind of come at my own pace. It can't be dictated by larger brands or or more popular companies. So like I have huge respect for that. And like I said, that's something that I feel like I was struggling with because you want, it's like creating um, the desire for something, even if the desire is not there, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to put something out every month or I'm going to put something out every three months. And there might be nobody there who's even looking for it, but you're like, I got to keep up. You know, I got to keep up with what everyone else is doing, regardless if I'm even finding success. So it's it's been that kind of back and forth of, do I have to kind of jive with what the successful companies are doing? Or can I just kind of go at my own pace? And if the people who have been following or the people who, you know, have some sort of interest in the company will be back or they will see it eventually. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a weird dynamic to try to create that kind of successful plan when you're just starting out. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think one of the big keys is consistency. Like I struggle with it because I have so many ideas that I don't know what to put out. <laughs> you know, and, and to keep like consistent with it. Like my friend, Nick, who is, um, he has a pretty good presence on, uh, or a pretty big presence on, um, like Instagram and all that stuff. Like he, he stays pretty consistent. There's been, uh, he's been a, kind of like a, a lull right now. Cause he's, uh, looking for more content. He does a uh, like landscape photography, like fine art photography and stuff. And, you know, he's, he's noticed that he's lost some, some followers with it, uh, because it's like, Oh, well, we expect this post to be here and then well it's not here ah he's he may not may not be worth following anymore and then they'll you know maybe they move on and you know there's always that kind of fluctuation but i think overall even if you're not doing exactly what the big brands are doing you know every season or you have this collection or that collection um just picking like a couple days out of the week or you know even like once a week to put out you know a post or a new like shirt idea or whatever like that is is key because then people will be like, oh, well, you know, see, you know, Lawrence Seawater's got some stuff out. Like he always got that thing out like on Friday and I know I can go over there, check it out, you know, and you know, it's just, that's, that's their routine. That's like their normal. And then people will kind of build up from there. So, um, like I said, I need to put that into practice myself. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like, just, uh, you know, you guys talk about like that hype beast, that kind of, thing that you know this super famous person is like oh that's cool i think i'll just wear that one time and all of a sudden you're a superstar because (laughs) they decided to wear your shirt um and then people start flocking to your page and flocking to your online store or whatever like that so it's more of just it what from what it sounds like consistency and out doing your thing because sometimes your thing is i guess uh you know eagles fighting corgis and some weird collection of people will jive with that and they'll want to buy it (laughs) for, Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think one of the things like talking about, uh, t-shirts and consistency and stuff like that, I think you, you hit it with, you got to be consistent, maybe showing designs, but I don't think you like, you got to be careful with consistent releases because you don't want to end up with backstock, you know? Yeah. No, 
No. And that's that would definitely be, I feel like, a problem where if you were trying to release something every month at the outset, like you would end up probably with a lot of with a lot of back stock. And that's a lot of money, oh, like yeah. kind of yeah. like what is the term sunk cost, like money you're not going to get back unless people later on want to come back and pick up pieces of the old collection. Right, 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 and that's something that I ran into. And I was never producing large quantities of things. I, you know, would okay. Here's here's three designs that I'm going to do. I'm going to do, you know, I don't know, thirty t-shirts maybe. And then thinking about the other thing that I don't people who aren't directly, I guess, involved with producing clothing, putting on clothing, selling clothing, whatever, is thinking about a size run. I feel like that was almost as difficult for me as coming up with a design and a color scheme that I was happy with is a size run. Because if you think about, you know, you're going to go small through extra large and you'll say, you know, usually there's like a couple people who get extra large, a couple people get small, the bulk is in medium and large. And then, you know, whoever decides to buy your product and then you have all your smalls have sold out because you got either smaller frame people or, uh, you know, some women have decided to buy and your extra larges are out and then everyone's left in the middle. That's where I would, would have things left over is having too many of what you think or what I thought would be the most common size. Right. So I, I, I agree with cranking out designs and having the back stock, but then just kind of laughing at my own experiences of the size run and how, how difficult that was. And then looking at that, trying to do a pre-order, I like the idea of a pre-order. It seems this is just to me and being weird of like non-committal on my end, like, I don't think this is strong enough to do well without having people pay me first. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, there is that layer of insurance of like, I know these are going to be sold. I'm not going to have, you know, I could get a couple extra if I wanted to in case someone else wants one. But I always struggled personally with that like pre-sale mindset. And I know a lot of companies, big companies too, will do that. But I don't. it's just something that I've, it's always like, I've been on the fence about it. Yeah. It's like you're not having the faith in your product. And I know that's not the case, especially for the big companies. Right. Have but, you, oops, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, have you ever considered doing like the, or have you done this in the past, like the e-commerce stuff where like, say like a Society6 or like a Redbubble or something like that, where you have the design up and they have all the stock and they could just print it on there and then send it out to people. And then, you know, you guys divvy up the money from there. Or do you think you'd probably lose a little bit too much um, monetarily? I have, I haven't really ever thought about it. Not as like I could never do that, but just like it hasn't crossed my mind because what the stuff that most of the stuff I put out was kind of specific to the brand that I had come up with. So I don't necessarily, you know, it's not like this is a a generic design of something that a lot of people would like. You know what I mean? Like this is a well drawn animal or a well drawn character you know what i mean like like yeah. i said before my graphic graphic art skills are like zilch so thinking about that that might just be the, you know there could be like the random hit here or there yeah but i mean it's for it's, me i don't know if it would jive yeah i mean it's like you know you get like the international pull and all that stuff and there's you know all sorts of stuff on there like you can get like realism you get some uh like more cartoony kind of stuff. Um, some of it just like kind of uh, like line art kind of thing. So it all depends like photography. So, you know, you could, you could still find an audience there. It's, it's like, you don't have to keep the, you know, 
necessarily keep the stock yourself when it comes down to it. So yeah, just something, something to think about if you. No, no, I appreciate it. No. Yeah. Look into that. Um, What are you laughing about over there? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Chuckling to yourself, thinking about yeah, thinking about Redbubble and and Society Six and all that stuff, and like, I don't know, I I see it as another avenue, but at the same time, like, unless you have a really unique design or you figured out the like right tags to toss on it, that it's gonna get hits when people are looking for something specific. Like, I feel like it might be hard with a with a text based uh, product. That's not like some snappy line, like that's what she said, or somebody suck me, or one of those other classic <laughs> catchphrases. You just wanted to say that so bad, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you did. We're that's still going to do it. That's what you were laughing about over there, huh? Yep. It's just picturing you in a yellow zoot suit <laughs> climbing up on top of a table somewhere. Somebody suck me. Yeah, like the, do- like the Whole Foods domain <laughs> climbing on top of the olive bar. Yes. There you go. I, maybe like one time. I think mean, they'll see me coming from a mile away. They would just be like, I mean, you're going to be no. in a yellow suit, dude. <laughs> oh, dressed like, dressed like the mask. On Halloween, though. <laughs> oh, my God. It could happen. That's it, I mean, it, it, it definitely could happen. It's a, it's definitely a possibility. I'd almost feel safe enough putting that out there for people if they wanted me to do that. Like enough people got together and been like, yeah, Corey, want to see you do that. Because there's, you know, we don't have like a lot of listeners, so it's not like people would just be flooded in and then I'd be like, oh, well, snap, I got to have, I have to do this now. <laughs> like, like I have a Patreon to reward. <laughs> that, that Corey well, shows up to your house in a zoot suit and does the somebody yeah. suck me. And I throw a Tomorrow Isle t-shirt at you. <laughs> nice. All right, winner has to pay for airfare. Yeah, spe- speaking of, uh, <laughs> how do you how do you feel about printing some Tomorrow Isle or helping us design some Tomorrow Isle t-shirts? Yeah. Uh, Are you I saying mean, my I design's mean, not good enough? Wow. Dude. I mean, what was uh, your design? Was we write tomorrow aisle? No, on a, a... <laughs> that was your idea. <laughs> I'm what stop was you your right idea? there. <laughs> I said, Hold up. I said that'd be a lot of sharpies to do. Well, I mean, it was kind of you know what? Honestly, that'd be a really funny thing to just do. Like that's just a the thing DIY on the merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's here's one of Corey's dirty ass yeah. t-shirts and a sharpie. Oh my God. Yep. We'll mail it to you. You you can write tomorrow aisle on it. <laughs> write it in your style. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> t-shirts in your style. I'll send them like at least like 30, maybe like 50 of them or so in varying a ga- sizes. Game worn um, uh, yeah. attire. Yeah, and they they can send it back to us and then we can sell them all. <laughs> That's right, for college credit. Yes. Yes. And are it's these perfect. just the the regular tomorrow hmm. aisle ones, or are these uh, the we're all in this together tomorrow aisle podcast? Zach Efron, please don't sue us, Disney, courtesy of well, the Struggle Is Real Buffalo Music Podcast uh, season desist order. Once at that point, we'd have to pay per hour because no one is going to sit down and write that shit for free. <laughs> Should host, you should host a uh, perfectly honest a, with you a Zach Efron portrait drawing contest. Ooh, oh god there you go yeah <laughs> oh man that would actually we would get some some real trash that, that we should oh, put that man. up on uh, on uh our social media actually that should go Possibly. on the instagram we'll Submit tag a, we'll tag a yeah. zach efron too 
How about that? I'll yeah. draw a portrait of Zach Efron. You draw a portrait of Zach Efron, and we'll post them up there. And we do draw this in your style, yeah. supporting the Tomorrow Owl podcast. Mister Mister Seawater has to too. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be his name with a crink K sixty. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in your style. So. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't. I can't mark him for that. Like it's, that's that's what I told him to do. Was um, that a, was that a marker pun? Oh. Oh, no, shout out to Crank, New no. York City. That's right. Shut up. That's <laughs> 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 not what I was trying to do. <laughs> anyway, I mean, do you think like, all right, so if we say if we did this and we tagged uh, Zach, Zach Efron in it, you think he would have a problem with it? Or like people get drawn all the time, right? It's not a big deal. It's his fan art. It's a yeah. uh, really satiric, good artist. Satirical. You know, exactly. It'll be him promoting the Tomorrow Hour podcast. <laughs> Right. Oh man, I'm gonna draw his his washerboard abs. Oh my god, he's got abs for days. It's like a twenty pack. Yeah, Lord. And I can I'll maybe take some creative uh, creative license with the bulge. You can. You definitely yep. could. Yeah. It's, it's your. It's that's your gonna world, be the, man. That's gonna be the want. decision whether he supports or doesn't. Is how how much creative license you take with the bulge. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be like a, he's he's like looking over his shoulder at you. And the, he's got the, the cheeks clenched and he's got a tomorrow aisle tramp stamp. Ah, yes, absolutely. No, you know what? The Myrtle Beach edition. That's right. And the thing is, I definitely need to get some more material up on the, uh, the Corey B Instagram. So this is this will be yeah okay. This is my mission. Right. I know wait. what we're doing tonight. Um, not tonight, but you know we could brainstorm. We could brainstorm. Oh, we got we got to tag uh, mm. last never in this for. Oh uh, my god! Can you drink, say it right? Drinky draw. <laughs> like, Isn't that that's that's the username, right? Last no? nerve art. Oh, at last nerve art on Instagram. Shout out to last yeah. nerve art. Sorry that yep. Kirk butches your name every time, but he does. Um, Either way, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, let's get some people on this. Um, I know some artists' friends. I'd sure. be happy to do it. Um, actually, I don't, but I'm just going to make them do it. Cause, um, uh, just Yeah, just tag Dark Wizard and see what, what he produces. I'm interested to see uh, what... Oh, that'd be what, great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, this is awesome. And we'll get Brian to Photoshop, maybe? Maybe. Call no, Nick, call we'll get... Jay. We'll get, yeah, oh, we'll yeah, get Nick we, to Photoshop. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get Nick to Photoshop. Yeah, we'll get uh, Mr. Moore to do a erotic original for us. <laughs> and, color by number from. Uh... <laughs> it's gonna be a, one of those those uh, Bob Ross paintings that he kept doing at the community center. <laughs> oh boy! Well, this sounds like an interesting venture that we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is well, definitely gonna be interesting. I feel like we've we talked so much about it that we have to do it now for real. Yeah, we so, definitely have to do it. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We've, yeah, we've, so we've, we've mentioned them for three episodes now, so it's it's just <laughs> it's for sure. Written in the stars. Yeah. It's written in the stars. It's happening. Absolutely. So, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, draw your own versions of Zac Efron with some sort of Tomorrow Isle tag. It may be a tattoo. Maybe he's saying we're all in this together and tag it with the Tomorrow Isle podcast. Tag us in the photo. That's uh, at Corey B. Talkin. Yeah. Tag Mr. Lawrence Seawater in it, too. That's Absolutely. at Lawrence Seawater. And uh, let's see what the... Calling. Mrs. Exactly. Seymour. Traditional spelling. L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-S-E-A-W-A-T-E-R for those of you who don't understand what traditional spelling is. Yeah. But uh, tag us up in this. Maybe we can get something We can get something going. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, we get some just ridiculous uh, portraits of Mr. Zac Efron, which I guess, you know, 
we could we could always have more of those in the world. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see a problem with it. I think it'll just be I mean, dandy. It could be worse. It could be like Tony Shaloub <laughs> or uh, Shaloub. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Either way, back to the interview. Speaking, <laughs> yeah, speaking of draw this in your style, <laughs> Miss, Miss, Mr. Seawater, who who would you say are your influences? Yeah. Who gets you out of that uh out of that bed in the morning? Uh, I'm a big fan of Steve Espo Powers. Um, he's Powers. A, a graffiti artist. <laughs> what? Makes me think of Max Power. Powers. Um, <laughs> and Kenny Powers. <laughs> he's got good company. Good company, <laughs> Espo. Oh, um, yeah. He's a graffiti artist from Philly who turned, you know, professional artist and, and working in museums, and he's got a a store he operates out of Brooklyn and does a lot of murals. He just did a mural in Harrisburg and events about uh, voting early, which was great. Um, but no, he, all of his text is, I, I feel like I'm drawn to most of it, you know, whether it's something self-deprecating or some sort of joke or a reference, usually they're like way out there references, but he'll add a drawing or a doodle or something to it that, you know, makes it relatable to a lot of people. He uses like homophones all all the time, whether you know, just rearranging whether it's um, what, what, something's got to happen. Some I don't know. I can't think of anything yeah. on the top of my head. But Espo, okay. he he um, he's one that I'm always looking for forward to what he's putting out. Um, it, in regards to other text based artists, there's there's an account that I do love on Instagram. It's called Text Based Art at Text Based nice. Art on Instagram. It's like they, super simple. There's a ton of different is artists. It work the traditional way, traditional way, old English. <laughs> you know, shop with two P's and an E. Yeah, um, every right. time now. <laughs> but they, they well, you uh, allow this to happen, okay? Yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry, it's all right. Um, <laughs> they they showcase a lot of text-based artists on there, and uh, another personal favorite is Ed Ruche. Ed spelled E D Ruche spelled R U S C H A. Shut up. <laughs> well, Listen, man, no. I, <laughs> no, you gotta space them out. You can't just keep doing it like back to back like that. Jeez. I didn't say anything about the traditional spelling. I'm just nervous that people aren't gonna get Ed oh, right. Could have oh, two D's because you have like double D's, right? Come on, Topper. He's just trying to you know get this guy's <laughs> name out there. Don't call me Topper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't I that <laughs> Put it in quotes. Put it on a T-shirt. You got your second run. Outer Banks, motherfucker. <laughs> it'll just be a picture of Corey's face on the front, and then it'll say Topper on the back like a jersey. <laughs> Double zeros, baby. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, buddy. That's two Bs. What up? Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Did you say two Bs? I said two Ds. Duh, uh, duh. Ds. Ds and duck. <laughs> Yeah, Bubby. <laughs> I come in there and kick your ass. <laughs> Wait till we get off these mics, though. <laughs> Anyways, Mister Seawater, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My co-host is being a you know, it's being a dirty character right now, but it's okay. It's okay. That's no, the third T-shirt. <laughs> what <laughs> dirty character? <laughs> I'm gonna draw that. Please, ugh. please don't. Yeah, All right, no, I'm, I'm move, move right along. So you're talking about Steve, you're talking about Ed <laughs> Roche. Yeah, Ed Roche. Yeah, he's got a, a retrospective of work that spans it's over 50 years now. But um, you know, everything's it's insane. You should check him out. 
Oh, um, yeah. If you look up his website, it's got like everything he's done from, I think it's like 1962. Jesus. To like 2015. How old is he? Like 100? He's 82, I believe. God, Jesus. <laughs> he's still doing it. He's still, it's insane. He still has shows. Um, it's like, like Milton Glaser was like going for a long time. He passed this year, I want to say. Um, graphic artist. All that. You guys don't got to get dead silent like that unless you're having a moment for him. I'm thinking about the name. The name sounds very familiar to me. Look, I love New York. I was I was being quiet out of respect, actually, but you know. Oh, you just want to say Robert Indiana passed away this year too. Your 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 mile. Robert Indiana, the guy who did the the love L O V E stacked on top of each other. He did those sculptures around. Maybe that was last year. Oh no, I'm just thinking about gentlemen who've been around for a while. But no, his work is all it's like precision painted. Like the words look like they've been typed, but they often say just outlandish things like the one i'm thinking of now is <laughs> rubber bands can stretch pretty far until they don't or high speed gardening like all just ridiculous things now was then now as i was about to say like just random stuff and it's mm-hmm. like he, he did a lot quarters. of um I, I don't even know how to explain it he did the, he's done a lot of things with like uh like streets and, and and like in in los angeles he's done a few different like kind of simplistic maps but i'm really like as you as i've said drawn to the text-based art um mm-hmm. the other the other kind of inspirations and they're more of talking about a jack of no trades going from you know uh trying to do something with clothing then i had a project that was like locally based um humans of new york kind of thing looking oh, at yeah, people yeah. In, in my Ooh. area and, and it was just something that i enjoyed and, and the inspiration from that came from mr mort which is on instagram mr spelled out completely and mort m-o-r-t and he uh he was just taking pictures of people in new york city and having conversations and, and he has like a fashion background mm-hmm. but i was like you know i see a lot of people around here who kind of don't jive with i could say the norm of what people are wearing and I, it was just something that i wanted to do yeah. and then you know life got busy I wasn't doing it consistently because that was the same thing. I was trying to put something out once a week and then it was like, Oh geez, this turned into a month. This turned it out into a year yeah, and trying to, yeah. trying to get back to it. Like during this, this point of, you know, being in quarantine, then when, when we kind of restrictions started to lessen, tried to get back into it. But like, it's, it's definitely not as natural now just because people are, <laughs> people are, you know, kind of weirded out. If you come up to them, you're like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And especially yeah. now it's like, Nah, man, you can't come up and talk to me. What are you talking about? Right. So, (laughs) and and um, and then that from from there went, you know, Lawrence Seawater was born. I was just, I was at my nine to five and was like thinking up these little, you know, just quick two three word two three four word lines. You know, most of them self deprecating, um, just because that's that's the humor that I enjoy. It was like you know what I'm I'm going to get a crank K sixty. And some, some paper that I, I think I just found like an old sketchbook and just started, you know, cranking out different little things. Um, and then same thing, like I, I, I got an iPad for a business I was trying to run and I found myself just drawing, not, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get procreate and get fancy with this. But I just, I liked the starkness of black on white or black on cream, you know, just something kind of bold, a big, thick, heavy handed marker. I do love so that I've got an iPad full of 
full of digital <laughs> digital seawaters that have yet to be slapped on paper. But and then from there, sorry, I've I've really you know gone around the gambit. This no, is, this no, is going this is exactly to inspiration. Um, <laughs> during uh, during our uh, lockdown easy, easy pandemic, high contrast quarantine, whatever you want to call it, I uh, I've been following a few like mood boards. One was kind of started by a brand that this guy Justin Saunders had been working on. It's like evolved from a blog spot to a Tumblr to an Instagram. Oh damn! Um, like a Pokemon, and it was. <laughs> his final form is an ex- incredibly <laughs> nice ghost of the 64 bit <laughs> Game Boy music. <laughs> I got all sorts of sounds, baby. Stay tuned. <laughs> Those ones weren't worked out in the first six minutes. <laughs> Silly sounds after this. Welcome to the world of Pokemon. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? Corey stretched and one just seeped out of his armpit. No. <laughs> Didn't get that one out early. <laughs> Professor Oak, I want a Pokemon. Well, then, let's see if we can find you one. <laughs> I love how your Professor Oak kind of sounds like your dad. No, he did not. What? Play that back. All right, after this. Anyways, okay, so there was some, a little bit of evolving going on, a little bit of Pokemon. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so into, into a very successful, I would guess, Instagram business. or yes. website. Something. Of no, uh, a business. A business. He's uh, business. got a. a, a, a got it. What's it called? He's like the creative director of his company, which is called Jound, spelled with four J's. Not a joke. Not a. Not an old English pun. <laughs> okay, I'm about to but say, all I'm of like, his stuff. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> from the following he created from just his mood board, like his stuff uh-huh. is. It's all made in Canada. It's all like. Canada painstakingly looked over and created and it has either no logo or a very simplistic just the company's name and like I I love that aspect of it because it's something that kind of came from like you know this is just something that I found these images online that I liked or that I was thinking about or feeling or whatever and it's kind of evolved into something there's another another mood board called hidden hidden New York um hidden dot ny on Instagram and that's been around for like a year and a half, maybe two years. And he's gotten picked up by like um, Drake, Takashi Murakami, um, <laughs> a lot of famous <laughs> rappers and famous artists. There's another artist in New York named Daniel Arsham who does, um, he does like, they're called f- Future Relics, where he takes like a house phone and then creates like a, a resin or a crystal version of it and then erodes it did it with like a porsche did all these different things but whatever but he's like big has really supported this hidden guy and now he's done like collaborations with big brands and put out his own merchandise and that same thing it started as like a mood board this one took off yeah because i think you know what he's putting out is is very people are into it um but it's it's interesting to see that evolution so whatever I, during quarantine, I created like my own little mood board. And basically it's just like art that I like things that I came across stuff that I, that I didn't want to lose. So whether I saved it to my phone or saved it on Instagram and, and just was like, I want to put this all in one place. Cause I like looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's honestly created a, not a great following, but compared to <laughs> Lawrence Seawater's uh, page, you know, and that's yeah. just stuff I put out for my own pleasure. So like, what's the, 
What? Give give us the uh, the name of that account. Yeah. Focused. And I, I hate to do spelled, this to you, Corey. Traditional it's spelling. Spelled. Oh, is it spelled the traditional way? Or it's is it spelled in a different way? Faux, like faux fur. F-A-U-X-C-U-S-E-D underscore. And that was something that kind of came from a seawater. I painted this sign that just said focused on it because I feel like that kind of sums up me. Jack of no trades and focused. Right. Okay, you know what I, I mean? Easily distracted kind of aspect of it. So yeah. like. This is just, you know, I should be doing this, but I came across this, so I'm going to put it on focused. And yeah. whatever. You know, if people come to it and like it, great. If not, it's it's for me, honestly. I'm not doing that for anybody. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just kind of the evolution of weird endeavors in the creative field. I like that. That's cool, though. And I think that's focus. one of the cool things about, like, social media and is being able to make weird connections with people, which, I, I mean, you seem to have a talent for doing. Like, I'm always surprised when you tell me that oh hey i was talking to this dude at juxtapose or i was talking to i'd have gotten contact with uh john julian or someone like that like tell us a little bit about your collaborations or attempts at collaboration that uh you've got going on or have worked on in the past um i'll start with the connection to to juxtapose um they had they had a book fair in new york and they were selling some of Jean Julien's work. Jean Julien is a French graphic designer. Um, he can be found on Instagram at, at Jean, J-E-A-N underscore Julien, J-U-L-L-I-E-N. Um, the, the work that I would say he would be most internationally recognized for would be after the attacks in Paris happened. He drew that uh, logo of the Eiffel Tower as a peace symbol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people had posted that. It might even been like a Facebook filter at one point, to be honest. But whatever. Yeah. Um, he he was some of his work was being sold through Juxtapose Magazine at this uh, art fair in New York, and I had a friend go down and, and you know scope it out for me. He bought a piece, and the guy who was working the art fair with the editor in chief of Juxtapose like reached out to me for payment, hmm. and I didn't know this guy, and he starts off with you know, what's your PayPal? What's this? And he's like, I just scammed you a thousand dollars or $2,000. I'm like going crazy because the money I spent, it wasn't that much, but still I'm like, this is a stranger and I have no idea if he's serious or not, but (laughs) his name was Ivan and we've become like good friends. He lives in, in Los Angeles. And that was like a strange friendship that came out of like a scary joke to me. Yeah, Yeah. So like thinking about that, that was something that came from kind of nothing. Um, and shortly after that, I want to see the following year, um, with the clothing brand, we decided that we wanted to do, um, some sort of fundraiser for suicide prevention. And we're, you know, coming up with ideas, going back and forth, playing with like the, the colors for suicide prevention are teal and purple. And we were trying to come up with a logo, you know, if there's, there's a big thing about the semicolon that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's. It's not over yet. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like a pause. Yeah. You don't you don't want to put your period down, your full stop. You you want to like come to that realization as opposed to doing something drastic. Yeah, um, it's like it's like a break, right. but still a connection. It's, it's to get all uh, grammar nerd. It's how you connect conjunctions. Yeah. So it's the ending of one thought, but it's the continuation of a related thought. Yeah. Sorry for that nerd tangent. No, it's it's fine. Um, So we were going going back and forth about ideas. We had come across 
there was, a, I don't know if it was actually a campaign or if it was just something that was kind of happening online and ended up like bleeding into Hollywood was it's okay to talk. It was promoting men's mental health and kind of how, you know, there's a stigma with about between guys talking about their feelings and talking about when they're going through, you know, going through anything. Um, so I had had like kind of a, you know, back and forth with Jean Julien after, after purchasing that artwork, he actually, um, he actually wrote my, my son's name and I had that tattooed on my arm. Oh, no. Like I had reached out to him because I just love his, his handwriting. It's he uses a brush pen and it's just, it's so neat <laughs> to me. But so like going back and forth with that, you know, he did me this favor and I reached out to him. I was like, you know, I'm a fan of your work. This is something we want to do to kind of commemorate a loss in our life and hope to raise money for awareness. Like, is there any way we could sign you on to create some sort of graphic for this? And, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we have this weird kind of connection, relationship, whatever. Can you do me this solid? You know, we, it was under the guise of you will be paid for your work. We're just reaching out because I'm a big fan and, you know, would love to have something you created on a shirt that means something to me, you know. And he was like, sure, send the information to my personal assistant. And mm. after like a week's worth of back and forth, the design was finalized and we sold, we made over like $1,100 or something we raised for, for, uh, the AFSP, which yeah. was, which was insane. And and it was all this weird kind of like reaching out of, Hey, I, I appreciate your work. Hey, I like what you're doing. Hey, thanks for, you know, I'm happy to own this piece by you. Thanks for doing me this favor. He didn't take any money for it. He said, you know, it's a donation. I'm not going to take money from you because then that kind of sacrifices what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. He did this for free. And, <laughs> yeah. and at the point, he had probably like 600,000, 700,000 followers. He's got 1.2 million now. Like he's well known within the industry. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he responded to a direct message. You know what I mean? Like that says a lot about him as a person. Yeah. That he took time out of his busy schedule to do a favor for... I mean, pretty much a stranger. It's been honestly, I think, four or five years that we've been trying to connect when he's in the States. And the most recent one was going to be, I think, April. And <laughs> the coronavirus hit a month before. Yeah. So big shout out to Jean Julian. He's a great guy. And I yeah, sounds really like appreciate having whatever type of relationship I have with him. Um, another, another person that I've had to uh, had the pleasure of working with was had to. Had to my butts. no not had to not this one oh you did was, this uh, choice. was espo one of my you know inspirations same thing this was last year that i was like i hadn't done anything with the brand i was kind of having that creative itch where i wanted to do something i was like you know what i really enjoyed doing the fundraiser it's it was a positive way to kind of do something with that that creative urge in, you know, to do something positive. So I was, I reached out to a few people that I, you know, enjoy their work. And he was like, sure. He said, I'm, you know, unfortunately I don't have the time to create something new, but he's like, find something in my body of work and you can use it. You know, he's like, reach out to the shop. We'll send you the, the, um, illustrator file. And that'll be that, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, he didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like right. he was giving me license to print his work on a shirt to sell for, for a charity he didn't have to do that but i would have never you know i mean that that would have never even been a possibility if i didn't reach out to him so the thing that i 
have really come to appreciate about the internet that I know a lot of other people don't appreciate about the internet is the anonymity of it. On social media, you can be a troll, you can post horrible things about people, you can bully people. That's awful. It's terrible. Thinking about using that anonymity for something positive, even if it's just complimenting someone you admire, you know, complimenting an artist, hey, you know, I picked up this most recent thing by you. It's great. You know, great work. This is awesome. This is where do you, you know, complimenting someone's ideas. Yeah. And that's where all of these things have kind of turned into something for me. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have had the opportunities or possibilities if I didn't, you know, shoot my shot and just say, I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to respond to their story. I'm going to drop a comment, whatever. You know what I mean? That's like, I, I, I could have not had some of the experience I've had if I just didn't shoot somebody a message. Right, right. Just put yourself out there pretty much. Yeah, I mean, what the, right, right. And that's, and that's the thing is if they don't want to respond to you or they don't care what you have to say, guess what? They're not going to see it. They're not going to respond to it. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't, I'm not going to have hurt feelings because somebody with a massive following or somebody I admire doesn't respond to me. You know what I mean, that's, it's not, there's no point in sweating over it. But if, if somebody does, you know, that's, that's a connection, whether it's a connection for you or a connection for them. It, it's a it's something you know right right yeah. it, it's like that uh misattributed wayne gretzky quote you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take oh, God. i mean it's it's true i'm sorry i just see it a lot on uh dating apps oh, God. <laughs> all the time speaking of yeah. ladies of ladies. austin Corey oh, is single and looking a to segue cory Right. Ooh, well, <laughs> just zipping on in there on your Segway. Okay. Oh my lord! I've never ride one of those things ever. Just like I wouldn't ride those scooters either. But yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's do it. Segway it up. <laughs> uh, you can find me Corey. Uh, you can find Corey on Tinder, on Hinge, on Bumble, on Plenty of Fish, and on Farmers Only in the Greater Austin area. That's right, ladies. And maybe even on Misconnections on the Austin Craigslist. Also coming soon. <laughs> I'm going to start combing those over. <laughs> Seeing like, oh, yeah, black eye. Okay, nice. Five, eight. Okay. <laughs> like, that's just my description. <laughs> Giving away a lot of personal information there, bud. Oh, uh, just a little bit. It's okay. You want to put your social security number up next? All right. So it starts. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, please don't. Don't be. Don't look for me, please. Um. Yeah, no, 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 no. So it sounds like you've had some pretty good, uh, pretty good collaborations. You know, um, have you ever had any like ones that just never again, <laughs> never again? <laughs> um, learning experiences, please. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I would say about my whole, my whole uh, experience with the business side of things is that mm. you know, trying to make something going from like a DBA. And, and not even knowing like the, the restrictions of a DBA and then saying, well, you know, maybe I should make this something. Maybe I want to copyright my name or trademark my name. Um, how do I go about that? You know, talking with lawyers, which is stressful. Mm-hmm. And then to make a long story short, I went from being a nothing to a corporation on paper, which, as you can imagine, has a lot of red tape attached to it. And a lot, a lot of money to be spent on things that have nothing to do with your business directly. Right. Um, so shout out to my uh, my accountant for <laughs> helping me through all the red tape and cutting me 
fantastic deals on my tax returns as a corporation. <laughs> Huge plug to Tom Ferraro. Um, that side of things is tricky, and and I can understand where people who are trying to kind of create a business for themselves can run into a wall. Um, but going on from there, after kind of letting things simmer down, not doing much with the clothing line, I did receive an opportunity to work with a pretty well-known uh, French-based, France-based artist named Ermsey. I will plug Ermsey because I do enjoy his work immensely. E R M S E Y on Instagram. Spelled um, traditional way, people. Spell <laughs> yes. Just, just Google it. Um, <laughs> He'll fill in the rest. You don't have to. <laughs> have a real completely. Google boy. Yeah. Um, Heard he was a Googler. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. The other armpit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just raised it up. A couple more silly sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't take your socks off. Who knows what's going to come out of there? We're Wyatt Wibbs. Google.com. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, I can do this today. Uh, <laughs> Go on um, about Ermsey now. Ermsey. Talking about Ermsey. So, same thing. A guy I'd been following for you know a couple years, bought a lot of his zines, a lot of stickers, big collector of stickers of any type really. But um, you like me some stickers? I've got a collect. I'll have to show you. I'll have you to uh, share my collection with you. Ooh, um, that'd be extra nice. I like that very much. But but uh, going back Easy. And back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> that's the after hours edition of yeah tomorrow. I'll. Look Tomorrow, at your sticker collection. After, after dark. <laughs> Tonight, I'll. <laughs> that's the all-access version. Yeah. That's, um, right. that's the, yeah. Only, the only fans. Corey looks at Lauren Seawater's sticker collection. Oh, yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's a nice one. Oh, that's nice, too. <laughs> I can see a photo spread coming as it's going to be, instead of censored areas, it's going to be just stickers. Oh, my God. This would be oh, so Oh, man. So we just sprinkle. We just sticky. Scatter stickers all over Corey. Oh, uh, just taste tastefully placed stickers. I have to say, this is probably our dirtiest episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> While we have a guest on, too. While we're talking about seawater and yeah. the pollution of the ocean, things yeah, got dirty. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk just couldn't right. help himself, and he's you know. I'm just oh. trying to plug your other your other income stream there, bud. There's no, a I lot of avenues, that. a lot of coals in the fire. You know I'm hurting right now. Uh, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. Yeah. <laughs> but not a lot of questions being asked. So. <laughs> On whose end? Uh, anyways, so Ermsey, <laughs> yeah. you, had a, you had an opportunity with, uh, yeah. Yes, back, tell, tell back us more to, about that. Back to Ermsey. Same thing, back and forth, you know, appreciation, talking about things, trying, trying to, uh, you know, support him. Uh, I, I had shared with him about my my a sticker collection that I had going back to Hype Beast of Supreme New York. I had over three hundred stickers ranging from nineteen ninety four to two thousand seventeen. And after I had a child, um You personally? No, not me personally. I Okay. There's still a it's a gray area on that day. There was a lot of scrubs involved and 
a lot of screaming and who knows where those sounds actually came from. But I'm not sure myself. But nonetheless, that's okay. That's, yeah. A child was born. Yeah. Born. Um, born yeah. baby. <laughs> born baby. Baby Bjorn. Hey, he's probably, I was like, I'm born. <laughs> Talking and everything. And that is the legend of Ferguson Feared. Yes. Chuck T. Angle and <laughs> tap dance out of the room. Yeah. Uh, I can see it. After baby was Bjorn, I, um, I decided that I was going to offload my collection because it felt right with the market. And I ended up making a nice chunk of change. Undisclosed sum. Undisclosed sum. Once again, I don't want to pay the PayPal fees or have my accountant asking about that. So PayPal is the one you got to worry about. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah. 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 I'm terrible. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Yes. That conversation came up about selling off a collection. He's also, you know, appreciates um, streetwear and, and American um, companies and the, the whole kind of hip hop uh, genre and culture for sure. He's got a huge appreciation for that. Um, so I was talking to him about it and he's like, that's crazy. And, you know, a month or so after that, might have been longer than that. He's like, hey, I got an idea for a clothing company. And he, you know, his designs, they're most often looking at like comic books or, you know, cartoon characters. And he does drastic alterations to them that would make you think that you've, you know, just eaten mushrooms or or taken LSD because they're so, I, I don't know what the word is. To really very describe. surreal. Surreal, yeah, yeah. Like super surreal? Look it up. And then you tell me right. uh, on a later date what how super surreal it is. I'll probably um, tell you tonight when we uh, you know check out your sticker collection. Tonight, player com- uh, stickers. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, indeed. <laughs> so he, <laughs> Sticky <laughs> Boys, <laughs> the, new, <laughs> the new podcast oh, from the Lord. Corey B Network. Stay tuned oh, for Sticky God. Boys spinoff. We already got a spinoff <laughs> what? with a Z. With a Z indeed. Not spelled the traditional <laughs> way, my friends. <laughs> anyways. God, we, we can do this today. I know we can do this today. Okay. Anyways. I want the anyways anyway. count at the end of this. Um. Yeah. Probably as high as my absolutely count. Because I say that a lot in the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me hear that again. Hit that one again because it sounded a lot like absolutely. T-shirt number four, people. Yo, yes, yes, yes. Please, please do that. There's a lot Maybe of that, material that's, here. Oh, I got it. That's what I'm going to put on the back of the uh, of the, ti- the tiny trunks that Zach Efron's going to be wearing in my my portrait. Absolutely. Dirty clerk's interpretation. Oh my lord. <laughs> Gosh. So, so I, was, I, was, I was wrong about last episode. This is going to be our final episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Tomorrow I'll... laughs> Back to Ermsey yes. and the opportunity. Yes. Uh, so he asked me if I wanted to start a clothing brand with him. And looking, you know, as, as being a fan and, you know, kind of the body of work that he's created, um, of course, you know, I said, yes, he's like, you know, it'll be based in the U.S. I'll handle the artwork. You'll handle, you know, the other side of things, which for me, that's the easiest. You know, I mean, I've done my stumbles and bumbles through through um, the business side of things 
I know how to create, you know, an e-commerce website. I could ship things. I can get them printed. I know enough people in that. So whatever, you know, the hard part is being taken care of for me and I get to take home, you know, 50% of the pie. Yeah. So I said, you know, definitely, that's definitely. That's a big piece of pie. Yeah, well, that's a big piece of pie. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, you know, we talked over the next couple of months. We, uh, we figured that we were going to, he was going to be in the States. He was going to be in Los Angeles for a group show at ThinkSpace in LA. Um, it coincided with, with ComplexCon, which if you don't know, is like a huge streetwear. It's like the Comic-Con for streetwear. You know, there's a lot of musical performers, artists come. They have booths of people who do, you know, complex con-specific collaborations or designs. Yeah. And it's in um, Long Beach. So we're like, perfect. You know, we'll meet up. We'll go to your show. The next day we'll go to complex con, you know, whether it's making connections with people there or just, you know, we had like aspirations of, you know, maybe we'll be there next year. Let's look at some ideas and stuff. So Go there, meet up, talk things out. He shows me a few ideas. Great. Hang out for the day. Go to his show. The next day, Sunday of ComplexCon, I want to say that night he's like, oh, shit. My flight leaves tomorrow, not Monday. And this was after I had rearranged my flight to make sure we could do this. So already I was like, damn, thank God I'm handling the business side of things because this was like, you know, whatever, shake hands, figure it out, talk it out, and he has fumbled it. So whatever. I go to ComplexCon alone. I, you know, get to meet some people that I'm pretty big fans of, whether they're artists or or clothing companies. There's a guy who's based out of Chicago named, he, he runs Fat Tiger Works. His Joe Fresh Goods is, is the name of his Joe kind of line. Fresh goods. That sounds he cool. is a solid dude. He did like a, a um, an experience with McDonald's. So I, I went over and I introduced myself and just said, listen, man, I appreciate you. I love your work. You know, you have kind of showed that people who don't conform with other brands can still become successful. So I was like, whatever. He ends up telling me, he's like, after this, I'm headed over to the Hennessy Lounge. I could not get in because I'll tell you who was in the Hennessy Lounge. A man named Nas was in the Hennessy Lounge. What? And what? the body to body of people and entourage that was in the Hennessy Lounge, I could not make my way in there. So appreciate oh the invite or suggestion from Joe Fresh Goods, but I got to see Nas from afar, which was Dude. ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's totally wicked, man. So <laughs> rap royalty. So going going on beyond beyond that, I got Damn. to I Name got to dropping. meet. Uh, like I said, the, we haven't even got to the bad part. So I'm just going to ride the high for a few. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, the uh, Kai Kai Kiki, which is the the uh, gallery that Takashi Murakami started, has a lot of collaborations there with like OVO and Murakami's. Um, Murakami's. He's talking about some Murakami's. One of his close friends uh madsaki who you may have seen his work before you may have not it's a lot of like crude graffiti renditions of more well-known paintings <laughs> got to talk to him got to meet him actually bumped, he bumped a cigarette off me when i was eating 
eating a, eating a Takashi Murakami flower burger out in the in the whatever, oh and God. that all came to after I had this delicious Kobe beef burger. I said I saw online that there was a meet and greet with Takashi Murakami. Wait, no, 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 no. The man himself, no. and I said, you know what? I'm gonna wait in this line because I I don't have anything else to do. I've you know made you my don't. rounds. I've kind of seen the people I want to see. I I'm I'm on my own time. You were abandoned. I was abandoned, left for dead. So I get in the line. I don't have anything. You know, I mean, there's people behind me. They got things to sign that they bought there. They've got skateboards. They've got you know toys, shoes, whatever. Yeah. And I'm waiting in line. I think I waited in line for like an hour and a half. And people kept cutting and doing all this stuff. And eventually, they put brought this this bouncer. It was like, listen, behind this guy, no one's going to have the opportunity to meet him. Were you that guy? one person behind me. That was my cushion, was one person behind (laughs) me. So whatever, I was, you know, talking with the guy in front of me. I was like, listen, man, I'm going to take a picture for you. Getting your shoe signed. Can you take a picture for me? (laughs) Get up there. I mean, I I was like, I'm going to say, you know, I appreciate your work. I loved your show here. There was nothing, man. I couldn't say anything. I got up there. I was starstruck. <laughs> Put my arm around him. He puts his arm around me. He would take a picture. So thinking about, I'll tell you the negative side. We have this. Wait, 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 wait. What was he wearing? Was he wearing yeah. the, the fishing outfit? Yeah, you can't just like wearing, cross it over. Uh, no, no, he was wearing, he, he made his own costume for Complex Con. He, had, he made know, his own costume? Dob, Dob mouth hat on his in a colorful shirt. He had what? a big old bling from Ben Baller, if you know him. Um, Jesus, but hold up! But you Ridiculous. met Murakami's though. Matt Murakami, man. You met the Murakami's. He put his arm around you. Put his arm around me. Photographic yes. evidence. Photographic evidence. If you don't have a picture, it's not real. Oh, Straight it's up. real. Email Lawrence Seawater at gmail.com if you want to see it. All right, along with the sticker collection, <laughs> it's still gonna happen. All right. <laughs> gonna happen Still I'm sure next on the Corey B Network Sticky Boys <laughs> yeah, inkjet li- printer pictures with Takashi Murakami in one's book collection everything else is on hold tonight I am I'm seeing these stickers right, very serious finding. about that alright good cool so anyways that passes you know yeah. that's that's end of November we start you know trying to map out what we want to do for a first drop of sorts we decide you know we gotta come up with an agreement I did all the, the paperwork through the state to change the name of the old business to get things moving in the right direction with the new business. Lawyers involved to drop the plan. Uh, and just as the plan is, you know, this boilerplate agreement is, is drawn up, he, he starts to have some reservations. And, you know, I, I, can't, I can't fault him. This was, you know, I, the ball's in his court. You know, I, I'm the low man on the totem pole when it comes to this. I was really gung-ho about it, A, because it was a nice chunk of change. You know, ideally, it's somebody that I, that I like his work, and it gets me back into that kind of clothing line, clothing business, whatever. You know, t- the hard part is removed from me and whatever. So, you know, he says, you know, I, I'm really busy with paintings for this upcoming show. Um, I Let's put this on the back burner. You know, and I'm I'm trying not to bug him because once again, like I said, the ball is in his court. Right, so right, there'd right. be like, you know, I every like, dude, this is sick. That you know, this is awesome. Let me know when this is coming out. There'd be like, hey, what are you thinking? And then, you know, still more work to be done. A, a collaboration with Nike is in the works with this guy, and then it just kind of falls by the wayside. 
So there was big hopes for it. You know, it it was very like, wow, this came out of nowhere. And and not that I put a, you know, a lot of money into it. We split everything pretty, you know, I paid for my airfare and stuff like that, but everything else, you know, in regards to like uh, samples and, you know, creating some stuff like that, we split it, you know, lawyer fees, all that. So whatever, you know, 500 bucks sunk into it. But without saying, yes, I'm going to come out to Los Angeles and meet you. I wouldn't have had this crazy experience at complex con meeting all these people, seeing all these people I'd never seen. Dennis Rodman was there. Dennis Rodman was there wearing a shirt saying, I'm not Dennis Rodman. I have a picture of him talking to international Latino icon, Jay Balvin. Like the, wait, the U S ambassador to North Korea was there. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was there. It sounds like wearing a shirt. Oh, who, who's the other guy? Will Smith's son. Ridiculous! What? Ridiculous! Like the the people just walked around. Obviously, was the was the entanglement there? Ooh, Ooh. not the entanglement. Just a bleach blonde. I can't remember his name. Jaden Smith. Jaden. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) shout out, shout out to Jaden Cyrus Smith. (laughs) Um, but no, like without saying yes to this and, and kind of jumping in with both feet, I wouldn't have had that experience out in Los Angeles of something that. You know, what am I going to say? I'm just going to go out to LA for, you know, a weekend and do this. I, w- I would have no other reason to do it. You know, this was like under the guise of R&D for a business venture that was pretty promising. Yeah. That came from nothing. That came from me appreciating some guy's work and talking to him about stickers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. shooting your shot. If you have the opportunity to just whatever, fire it off. They don't have to respond. You know what I mean? Like if I hadn't said anything to him five years ago, this positive negative whatever experience would have never happened right i mean yeah for all that to happen just because off of a almost a whim is right. incredible i mean granted the thing with ermsey didn't turn out you know the way that you wanted to but life experience got them life points boy <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah. made, some, made some connections and you know a little bit more about what to do next time you know right that's what it's about yeah it's yeah. uh it's been, like I said, it's been a weird, weird road. Ten years, <laughs> jack of no trades, mm-hmm. dipping my feet into different waters and seeing what shakes out. But there, like I said, there's always that desire to be somewhere in the creative field. And I feel like at this point, even if it's just ideas, what I have like personally gone through not not accomplished, not accomplished, but you know what I mean. <laughs> just those experiences can be beneficial to somebody, even right, if it's right. just you know something else for me to do like focused, you know, this is just something that makes me happy and has some sort of creative connotation, you know, yeah. like, so I mean, that's the importance of it too. I, Cause you know, Kirk and I talk about the hobbyist and the professional and, you know, the journeyman is the one that's making that transition to the professional, but ultimately you have to enjoy it <laughs> in order to, to, you know, want to reach those heights. You know, you're not doing it because it's like, oh, man, I really hate this, but I guess I'll talk <laughs> to these really famous people and <laughs> try to get right. a business together. <laughs> like, you know, we, we it's like day one, we were talking about that. Like, it doesn't want to, you know, it, it, I don't want it to feel like work. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Seawater, this this not even being like your main thing, it's not being your nine to five. Like, how much work did you have to put in in order to get to where you at least got to, you know? Right. And that that's the thing I'd be, you know, on my lunch break or on my, you know, 
whatever during the day i'd be leaving to make phone calls to call the state to be calling you know the taxation department different places putting in work during work you know what i mean well not yeah. during mm-hmm. work but yeah. like <laughs> yeah, like i, I said i a you baby was Bjork, and yep. I didn't have the opportunity. You know, <laughs> Department of State, they close at 4 o'clock, so you got to make right. your calls during the workday. A baby so, he birthed himself, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, right from my right digit. You decide which digit. Right. Um, Let us know what you guys think about but, which digit is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few you can pick from. At, at Corey V. Talking on Instagram, at Corey V. Talking on Twitter, at emails. Lawrence Seawater. Spelled the traditional way on Instagram. Get a lot of inappropriate emails and messages. Because <laughs> I'll forget about all this and I'll be like, who the hell is <laughs> What are these people talking about? Now, who the hell is this emailing me at 1126? Right. <laughs> Talk about some uh, digits? Uh, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> There's still more, folks. We're an hour and 15 minutes in and this... The funny noises are still coming out. Yeah, they, they never actually go away. Um, I, was, I was lying to you guys. I'm so sorry. More have been have been crafted while they to replace the empty holes of the others. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. This they're like sharks' teeth. They just keep on replacing. <laughs> rows and rows. <laughs> rows of and rows sounds. of silly fucking sounds. <laughs> tremors emerging from Corey. Oh, oh god. Could fill oh. a whole episode with these sounds. Anyways. Um. Anyways. Yeah, putting man. the work in, and that's. Yeah. And like you said, most of, you know, at least us, you know, a lot of people are in the same boat as us of what you're doing, your nine to five is not necessarily what you want to be doing, especially if it's not in the creative field or any attachment to it that unfortunately, sometimes you got to put the work in while you're working. You know what I mean? And, and, and for those, you know, for the business side of things, at least in my experience, the other stuff, you know, that's when the small hours come into play of, of trying to get stuff done when the, when the stuff that pays your bills gets done so i the the other thing you know i talk about shooting your shot at least you know it's it's worked out for me in in a few different ways so i i think i think wholeheartedly that's something that people should do because why not you got nothing to lose you know yeah. and, and quite a bit to gain but the other thing is is you know we discussed this last time and i just want to bring it up again because i think it's a major point is during you know quarantine another Another artist that I really appreciate, Tom Sachs, held some office hours. Um, Tom Sachs is an architect, painter, sculptor, woodworker, former Barney's New York window (laughs) creator, whatever. Um, He talked about output before input and trying to, you know, in regards to the creative field, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever it is that you're trying to get better better at, doing that right when you wake up in the morning before you take in any social media, any emails, any TV, any music, whatever, any exterior influences, you're doing that thing that you're trying to get better at or that thing you're passionate about, whether it's dancing, whether it's, you know, pottery, drawing, writing, singing, whatever you're taking, even if it's 10 minutes, you're taking a portion of time before you take in anything else to just, practice that craft and that's something that i'm trying to to try to work on because i think it'd be beneficial to me even if it's just getting something out you know getting an idea out writing it down whatever Mm -hmm. for the for the creative whoever whatever taking that you know 
few minutes in the morning while you're, you know, at your most creative potentially, you know what I mean? You had dreams, you had your subconscious thoughts of, you know, crept out, whatever doing that and trying to add that to your, you know, daily ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. And, uh, I know I've been doing that this week and it's produced some interesting results. Um, I had put out a thing on my Instagram not too long ago about, uh, short stories to put on postcards. And, uh, I had come up with, or I had kind of unearthed a pretty good one to start from an old journal. And I was really struggling because I had had some people message me about, you know, they wanted their own. And I was was really struggling with that to try and find some inspiration, try and find some things. And the other day, I mean, I I sat down first thing in the morning, it's 550, get up and, uh, I rattled off two of them. They're not fantastic. They definitely need revising, but the ideas were there. So, and I've, I felt good because, you know, it's like working out at the beginning of the day. Like you did something, you accomplished something, you made something. And that's, that's a good energy to start your day with. Absolutely. Yeah. I started uh, doing that a little bit myself. Um, it's been working out actually. It's, it's been very hard to resist looking at my phone or my, uh, my dating apps or, <laughs> or social media, but I've, I've managed to kind of just say like, Hey, let me sit down at my desk. Let me just kind of sketch something. Even if it's rough and messy, let me just sketch it out and, um, you know, see what can be done or maybe I can improve on it later. But as long as you are not, you know, looking at the, your admirer on Instagram, be like, Oh, I wish my stuff looked like theirs or like, Oh, they're so good. You know, you're, you're more so just saying, Hey, let me just sit down. Let me put some pencil to paper or let me, um, you know, put some pen to the notebook and whatever. And let me just make something. Let me just make something. That's right. Uninhibited. Make it happen. Just go. Yeah. So I'm going to try and do that a little bit more often. Yeah. I've been privy to some of those drawings that, uh, Corey's made and I think you should post them on your Instagram, man. I know, but I'm They're always cool. like, I don't know. Well, this one, the pumpkin one, I think I'm going to be putting out this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, now you've, you've wet the appetite of the audience. I did. Cause I they mentioned see, it was. They want to see your pumpkins, Corey. <laughs> they want to see my pumpkin. The people, the people want to see your pumpkins. Hey guys, if you want to see my pumpkins. <laughs> That's at Corey be talking on Instagram and Twitter. And if you really want to see his pumpkins, email us at CoreyBTalking at gmail.com. Spelled the traditional way, C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-T-A-L-K-I-N at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, they'll be waiting for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Some but, spicy pumpkins. Yeah, I mean, uh, are there any last, last thoughts, I guess? Um, all joking aside, all silly sounds aside that you want to put out there for the people listening at home, uh, Mr. Seawater? No, I mean, not really. Just just thinking about Damn, you know, them. trying <laughs> if, if one avenue is not doesn't go the way, you know, that you're planning, that there are other opportunities to do something within the creative field. Or maybe you just have to kind of revisit what your 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 goal was. You know what I mean? If if you're doing something, you kind of notice that it's drifting away from your vision or what you were hoping to, you know, come up with, that maybe you need to kind of go back to the drawing board and determine does this jive with, you know, what I was trying to create? Does this jive with the the market I was trying to reach? Does this kind of mesh with, you know, whatever? Because you want to, obviously within the creative field, you need to do things that other people are going to like if you're, you know, if you're putting something out for a company or you're doing ad work or whatever. But th- it also has to be something that, you know, resonates with you and something that you're proud of at the end of the day. So just 
making sure that if something starts to kind of derail that you kind of touch back um, with your, your original, whatever, and, and just make sure that that kind of still jives. So yeah. whether it's, you know, drawing or jumping ship to writing or, you know, taking pictures of people or mood boards, whatever, you know what I mean? That you kind of, whatever creative goal you had in mind that you're, you're working best to stay true to that. Right. right. Bring yeah. back, bring back toad fancy. Toad fancy. Bring another, toad another fancy. dead idea. Oh, jeez. Oh boy. Whatever. Shoot Sounds your like shot. I'll put before you input, make sure, make sure you, you at least try to work that into your day. You know, oh, even yeah. if it's five minutes, five minutes in the morning, whatever. Get your ideas out. Revisit them later. That's okay. right. Well, well thank, thank you, you. <laughs> Lawrence Seawater. People, you can get in touch with Mr. Lawrence Seawater a, at Lawrence Seawater, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-S-E-A-W-A-T-E-R on Instagram. You can also email him at lawrenceseawater at gmail.com, spelled the traditional way. You know who we are. You can oh, yeah. hit us up at Corey B. Talkin on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram and email us with all your thoughts, all concerns, questions, <laughs> comments, and requests for spicy pumpkin photos oh, yeah. at talking at gmail.com. Make sure to like and subscribe in all of your fine mm-hmm. podcast Because your boy Corey got that pumpkin spice. You know he do. <laughs> he he, he hey, does. Where'd you get that pumpkin and, spice though? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Don't don't forget, people. The struggle is real. It's a Buffalo music podcast, podcast. <laughs> and we are all in this together. And that's from a Zach Afron. So just remember him, and remember to uh, do the challenge. Email Corey to get uh, to speed up production of the Corey face on front, topper on back, uh, baseball jerseys. <laughs> Because he couldn't let me have the last word. Nah, I couldn't. But <laughs> we do have a new king of the podcast, and that is Mr. Lawrence Seawater. Because I've never met Murakami. I want to, but I haven't. So I can't talk <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I can't. It's uh, you, uh, you are the king. So that means you get a Sharpie shirt um, from me personally. I still want the jersey. It can have your face on it, but I want... Oh, you want the jersey? Okay. We could do that, too. You get both of them if you want. You're the king. You can have whatever you want, baby. (laughs) We can make it happen. Corey's face on the back, the king on the... The uh, Corey's face on the front, the king. (laughs) It's good to be the king. That's right. It's good to be the king. I'm going to come back, though. (laughs) Smang them cheeks. <laughs> All right. On that note, stay tuned for uh, the first episode of Sticky Boys presented by the Corey V Network. <laughs> Thank you again to our guest, Mr. Lawrence Seawater, and we'll see you on Monday. All right. Take these guys. Take care, man. Bye.